0: Welcome to Art of the Float where float center's thrive. Our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers. We love it when you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing and running our float centers. You can find us at Art of the Float on Twitter, Facebook and that little thing they call Instagram and of course on artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, pictures from every episode, all of that good stuff. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra Calm. I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville, also Float Alchemy, and Brian Van Pesky, co-founder of Art of the Float on the engineer board. And we're excited to bring on... Actually, I feel like we're going through the looking glass here. This is going to be a very meta episode. We have Kim <laughs> Hannon of Tsukino... Oh, gosh. She's going to have to correct me on the, the pronunciation here. Sukino Float... Tsukino oh, Float in New, <laughs> in New Albany... <laughs> Uh, Indiana. And she writes our show notes. So this is pretty fun to actually bring her on the episode uh, where we're talking about um, your expectations for your opening of your float center. Amy is on the verge. I've been there in the past and Kim is working her way towards that and <laughs> might, might even have a few questions to, to ask about that. So I'm in, uh, excited to bring her on and, and also just talking about what kind of expectations we sh- should have for opening and how we can best pre- prepare I do want to thank a few Patreon supporters. Thanks so much to Chelsea Powers, Dustin Perience. uh is his Facebook name, Dustin Erickson. I said it. Melody Frazier, Jennifer Cogburn. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on Patreon. As always, it does mean a ton to us. And if anybody else wants to sign up, it's patreon.com forward slash art of the float. Thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, for everybody who does support at the $10 level or more, you do get a photo set every month that you can use for your marketing we love seeing how you guys use it how you um put your own uh shades of color on it put your own branding on it all that good stuff i love it uh and we just actually as of the um as you're hearing this we have launched artofthefloat.com forward slash photography our float photo gallery so uh if you're on our patreon site you get a new photo set every month, but if you're signing up late and you didn't get access to those, uh, what you can do is go into our gallery and find the shots that you want and uh, still use those. So they are still available. I will say that uh, for those who support us on Patreon, you will always be getting the best deal by supporting us on Patreon. That will always be the most cost-efficient way to to acquire these photos if you want to use them for your business. Um, Plus, of course, we also appreciate your support. Uh, We are doing 20% off as a little celebration here, so if you're listening to this within the first week of uh, the episode coming out, use the promo code FLOAT20 and receive 20% off all of your purchases. One little kink we're working out here with this is that... uh, the way that the gallery is designed is you buy all of the photos of one set and then need to go into another set and buy any of the photos of that set. So basically you can't go to all the different uh, models and pick and choose what you want. You have to uh, purchase from one model, say Stephen, and then go to Chloe and then picture uh, buy any pictures you want from that set, if that makes sense. Brian, did that make sense?
1: Yeah, kind of. You, uh, <laughs> we, it, we don't have the ability to add individual photos across different model sets. So yes. if you want one from this model, two from that model, you'll, those will have to be uh, separate purchases uh, for the time being. And we're, we're working uh, towards a better solution for that. Uh, yeah. But for now, that's the that's the workaround. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. And for our Patreon supporters, if anybody has joined us recently and didn't get all of the previous photos, uh, there is a special discount for you as well. Just go to uh, the Patreon site or check your email, uh, check your inbox, and you can see uh, how to get that discount as well. I want to thank Floathelm for supporting us. Float Helm, software designed by Float Center owners who decided they just need to learn how to code, <laughs> almost on a whim, saying, you know what, this software doesn't Go past midnight. How can we book a float that, that goes past midnight? Because we run 24 by 7. So these guys did some trade, did some barter, and uh, worked out many more things than just uh, the idea of working past midnight and created software that works for us float center owners And robustly does everything that we need it to do, including something that if you're running a massage center, you don't need to track all the metrics in your float tank. And they do offer that. So you can always keep record of that, which is great for, you know, your city coming in and saying, how do you maintain your float tanks? But also it's great for when you come into your business um, or an employee comes into the business, even they can take a look at the float tanks and see what the numbers are looking like uh at the beginning of their shift so it's really nice to be able to see all of those numbers in addition to so many other things helm does uh, you can find out what helm can do for you by visiting floathelm.com and my favorite thing about this is that you can just schedule a free tour a live tour somebody can walk you through everything helm can do for you and your float center and everything that your float center does so again floathelm.com is where you want to go <sighs> I just want to share a quick thing before I ask about Amy and Kim's weeks here, which is uh Brian and I got to see Chris Petrovich, uh, owner of pro Float, which is really fun. he's doing mm-hmm. some installs here in the Northwest and one here in Portland Portland's getting another float take it's amazing how Insane, Portland man. just it, i feel like um where is it up in Canada where uh they they just have so many float centers up there like they just i feel like Portland used to be the hub of floating and then um was it just, was it Alberta? I feel like it was Is more. Toronto? Specific. Toronto. Did I? Uh, we'll go with Toronto. We're, We're Americans. We right right don't need to somewhere know. Somewhere up there.
2: Up specific.
0: Yeah. But anyway, they, they just have.
2: Vancouver. S-
0: Vancouver. That sounds more <laughs> We're that just going to shout out places we've heard of Sorry. in Canada. <laughs> 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 <Some places laughs> we've, heard,
2: we've heard about in Canada. <laughs> I, I, oh, that's funny.
0: Is I French Canada remember. a place? I think it's in French Canada. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> uh-huh. A lot that's of the canadian
1: part of france oh, right forgive us uh-huh, forgive
2: yeah. us our canadian friends <laughs> wow out yelling at
1: their yelling at their uh, radio right now
0: mm. uh well on their truck bags i'm it. sure yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely hmm yeah sorry for, for offending a country that's uh, not <clears> our intention <laughs> anyway hopefully chris doesn't listen to this but anyway it was great to see <laughs> uh, Chris, of pro float, And, uh, he's such a, such a sweet guy, a family man. And it was so funny that we, we got together. We do do business in, with him, but like, um, you can buy float products through pro Float, and that's associated with art of the float. We never mentioned that once we barely talked about, uh, float business and it was just great to see people in the industry that we recognize and just, just let our guard down and, and talk and catch up. So that was really nice. And so Yeah.
1: It was good to, to catch of, up with them.
0: Such a sweet man. So, so, for... so
1: I was so impressed that he's 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 an owner of a company coming out and setting up float tanks for people and then checking in with other centers that have his tanks. Like that's a
0: good he's point. He's hustling you know? and I, I was really <laughs> impressed by that. Yeah, when he said like in Salem they already have the tanks, he was just popping in for like a day <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to check in. Like, Such wow. A sweet okay. guy. Yeah. Like, not to not to give a free advertisement here, but we do talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, uh, <laughs> um, the relationship that you get with these, these flow manufacturers. And I can't understate it. I know we say it or I say it, I feel like every other episode, but it's so true. And just to see him taking care of his clients like that was pretty awesome. He's, he's good people, but again, he's yeah. Canadian. He's, he's got to be good people.
1: <laughs> yeah. We've, we've talked about in episodes past, uh, mostly, in the context of construction about building a solid team around you Mm -hmm. to support you. But that who you buy your float tanks from Mm -hmm, is included mm -hmm. in that. Like you want to have people that'll be able to support you when things go wrong. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Because it is very common when you're starting up to just have, have some issues because you know, you're learning something new and there is something to be said about being able to reach out, uh, make a phone call and not have to wait 24 hours or anything like that, but you have somebody answering the phone, and they're there and they are solving the problem. And yeah. I won't forget, we had a, have escape a pods, and we called Jeremy one time at 2 a.m. Not thinking he would answer, we're just gonna sure. leave a message. No, he answered and helped us through it. <laughs> it was
1: crazy. Jeremy
0: is a rock star. He He's is a rock star for the sure. The float community these rock star. His customer service is tops. I, I've had this, similar experiences of. Uh, working with other people and like trying to troubleshoot, shooting him a text, and he gets back to me right away. Like, what are what are you doing? Like, I know he floats a ton too. Like, does he have something go off? Like, oh, gotta dive out of the float tank onto my cell phone and get <laughs> back to the, get back to these people. Uh, another person I've never given given a red cent to that just delivers amazing customer service, uh, Jeremy. There, but actually, Amy, you brought up something that I forgot to to bring up this week was I had a tank issue. And I got put into. I emailed the company, and they're like, um, "Thanks for reaching out, but we do a ticketing system, so we'll go through our ticketing system." I go through the ticketing system, and the person who emailed me is the same person I'm dealing with through the ticketing system. Which, as a customer, is like kind of feels funny, but I, I totally get it. They need to be able to record these things and all that, and, and send things through there. Like that, that's totally fine. What wasn't fine, and for anybody who has an open float center, you know there is no downtime anymore. When your tank goes down, it needs to get up immediately. Whether it's a pump that dies, a flood that's happened to us, doesn't matter. You get things right back to snuff immediately. Downtime sucks. And you never want to impact your clients. So I've got a float tank down and four hours go by before I got a response. And I was just going crazy because I could only do so much troubleshooting by myself I mean I'm fairly handy I was I was testing I was trying to figure things out but just that that holding my hand and guiding me through the process um I needed it really bad and it was aggravating to just be sitting on my hands waiting uh, as a float center owner so that was a little something and again kind of has to do with that relationship that you get into (laughs) so there you go uh, and while I'm ranting about my week, uh, I've been talking about FRP a bunch. Oh, Kim might want to talk about FRP. Wow. The, the oh, FRP saga FRP. continues this evening. <laughs> nice. This is
2: just the, uh, why don't we say, it, we just change the podcast name to Art of the FRP. Art of the yes.
0: FRP yeah. Iliad. Yes. Oh, we, should, I we, like should, it. we
1: should get him on <laughs> an, as an advertiser or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Talk about him enough. Oh, man. Home Depot, are you listening? No? Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. <Dang laughs> it. <laughs> uh maybe i've backed off the frp and i'm and i'm close to pulling the trigger and i'm i can talk more about that later but our tile is literally melting and i know it's like been a problem but it it is bad and um like to the to the point where actually th- this is kind of the timing isn't exact but amy says i cut my hand on a tile today <gasps> what you cut your hand i mean she's cleaning and she's like in in the tiles business and everything, but um, that's crazy, right? Like a tile liquefying to the point of having a razor's edge to cut somebody, uh, not cool. And, and so there's certain temporary things, some caulking and stuff like that that you can do to just take the edge off, but oh my goodness, not cool. Uh, I've been YouTubing and on Home Depot and everything to figure out like, what are all the tools that I need? I, I figured I was gonna have to hire a professional but, damn, YouTube is so empowering. It makes you think you can do anything. So I'll be breaking down those tiles Monday night, um uh, pulling an all-nighter, basically, and uh, um, you know, doing the thin set and putting in extra tiles, which thankfully, we had a tile guy at the beginning who said, "Keep extra tiles. like all your extra stuff, you know, buy. I think it was like twenty or thirty percent extra tile, and keep it. And, um, it always seemed like a silly thing at the time, but here I am going, oh my God, we have bullnose tile that I need. Perfect. This is excellent. So, uh, that'll be in my next project before the whole FRP thing goes. And it is so necessary. It's, it's not an attractive look for the float shop. So that'll be fun. Uh, you know, not sleeping and all that, which I'm (laughs) accustomed to. I have a child. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, but I'll be great on next week's episode. <laughs> Sorry, Amy, what were you saying? Uh, what's
2: one more sleepless night? It's exactly. all
0: good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh,
2: Amy. <sighs> uh, yes.
0: Time, hey, time yeah, for yeah. the yeah. Amy update. Can't I wait. got this, the Facebook Live video where you're mm-hmm. just on top of the world. It's yeah. so exciting. Yep. And then right before we recorded, your (laughs) attitude seems a little bit different, and I don't know the story yet, but...
2: Yeah, yeah, I haven't shared this yet. I haven't shared it with anyone, because this only happened about two hours before we started recording. So, um, you're right, I put on a great video, I was super excited, we had just been told by our project manager that we passed our electrical inspection, and I was told over and over again, if we pass electrical, if we pass uh, uh, ventilation... um, Electrical was ventilation, electrical, electrical and plumbing. That's the worst of it. Then all we have left is the building uh, um, inspector, which is not a big deal. And everything is golden. It's great. So, you know, when I heard that we passed the electrical, um, I was just on top of the world. Mm -hmm. So today or tomorrow is the day that we were supposed to have our building inspection. And we were thinking, okay, we can get this tap room open on Friday or Saturday. We can do that. Um, because the top room is basically done and, you know, there's no reason why we couldn't get that open. Sure. The rest of the building is a, uh, is rough. We still have a lot of work to do, but, but you know, you're at that point We just need to bring in money. You know, we've been paying rent, we've been paying loans, we've been pay- paying utilities for I don't know how you've made it this four long. or five I, months I now. Uh, so, God. so I'm like ready to go mm-hmm. today. I get a nice little email from my project manager that says, Oh, Hey. We talked to the electrical codes people. And now, see, the deal was they passed this with electrical, but they didn't pass our float rooms because they keep changing their minds about how they're going to deal with our float rooms. Now, we've moved all the electrical in the room. We've done all that. We had to move all of our electrical. Yeah. And we figured, okay, now we're passing electrical. Now, now they've decided that we... We can't open the float rooms until we've had yet another inspection, and we can't pass electrical at all until we hire an electrician and he pulls, he or she pulls four permits, one for each float room, Uh, and then at that point they will allow us to pass electrical on all the building except the float rooms. Uh, but the problem is we can't get our building inspection done until the electrical inspection is passed.
0: I just, and it's a snake eating its own tail, right? It's yeah. like, it just, no just end just like to
2: like water falling and water falling, water falling. So now Mark and I actually, it's funny. I was on the phone with our, um, with our coach was our business coach when all this, when this email came through. And by the time I got off and I was talking to Mark, Mark's like, I've already called two electricians. Um, I'm going to get them and I'm going to, we're going to hire them and we're going to have them pull permits tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, okay, Mark, I'm glad Mark is the eternal optimist in the <laughs> nice. two of us out of the two of us.
0: Pokemon so, will do that too.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, do that. He's so obsessed. He, he's, he's already on it. Um, However, I, I don't think that's going to happen that quickly. I said, sure. before you hire someone, I had to actually remind them. I said, before you hire someone, get a price and talk to me first. Don't just hire someone.
1: <laughs> I said, because I
2: have to find money for this. <laughs> Please oh, don't just man. go hiring someone so you can get your permits done tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we, You know, it's not, not just you, buddy. Um, so... Little disappointing. Obviously, we are not opening yeah. this weekend. Uh <sighs> and our contractors and our subcontractors still do not have the work done to pass the building permit anyway. Found that out today. And oh, wow. so that was a disappointment. And we were supposed to have our signs that were promised to us the second right. week of January. Uh we'd fought with them. There's all kinds of issues going on with that. They told us actually last Thursday they were supposed to put put them up, and then Friday then Monday, and now today. So they finally got, supposedly came out and put them up today. I haven't been out there today. And I got an email saying, oh, okay, so we got the signs up on the post. Now the signs for the building may be in on Thursday or Friday, um, but I'll let you know when that time comes. And I kind of lost my stuff. Oh, yeah, just (laughs) let me know.
0: (sighs) Yeah, just let me know.
2: Yeah, whenever you're feeling it, ongoing saga. They led us to believe that all the signage would be up. We have six signs total on our property, Mm. so it's quite an expensive thing. Anyway, so Mm. now we have half of Float Alchemy signs up, and the the signs on our building say Gish Gish's Amish Furniture. (laughs) Uh, And we still have people driving up looking for... In fact, I got yelled out by the sweet... Oh, she wasn't so sweet. Little old lady this week. She came up, walked in the front door, and wanted to know where the furniture was and why was the furniture not there. And she looked it up online, and they were supposed to be open. And where is the furniture? I'm like, I'm so sorry they left last July. I I don't have any control over the website. I don't know anything (laughs) about them. But, oh, she was angry. So, so... Um. Yeah. So it's been a very frustrating. (sighs) It's been a very frustrating few hours, um, and a little disappointing.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to think that, like you said, it's just two hours ago. Like this just happened. Because
2: you know when we. Yeah. Because we were like, okay, we got our electrical. the The building is not supposed to be a big deal. So we're starting to like try to get things into place to open this weekend, and that's completely. Dashed now, so now we're trying to reverse, and you know it's really frustrating because people want to know when you're opening, and they want that of course, date,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you want to know that date so you can and tell I, people, I do. <laughs> right? This is when you can I show do. up your book. Yeah. Because
2: you know the goal, the hardest part I think about getting started and building is building that up and keeping that momentum going. And it's mm. so hard. The longer that things keep getting pushed back, you're trying to maintain that momentum, but interest mm. starts to wane, and people <sighs> are like, "Eh, whatever." And you mm-hmm. don't get as much interest in your posts, and then so sure. you know it's it's this tightrope. It's this balance of Momentum, but not getting things too ramped up because what if you can't get it? Yeah, it, it can't get mm-hmm. it out there on time, and you know like you don't want to put a date out there and long. then pull it back.
0: That was that yeah. Brian,
1: like a Kickstarter project gone wrong.
0: Mm. Yes, mm. Mm-hmm.
2: yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you
0: don't <laughs> have you know, their money
1: yet.
2: True, and That's you know true. I'm still <laughs> waiting on my Kickstarter from September of. I was supposed to get it in September of twenty. Fifteen, yeah. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you <laughs> order some Amish furniture? Some some newfangled Amish. I furniture? probably
2: I probably would have had better luck if I if I ordered some Amish furniture.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
2: but yeah, so yeah, for a few more weeks or a few more days or whatever, we're still Gish's Amish furniture, <laughs> according to the <laughs> yes. sign on our building. Ugly, ugly sign.
0: I'm sorry, Amy. Yeah. How, are, how are you <laughs> feeling in this moment? Uh, w- coupled with with Mark's optimism and the, the fact that you can't give up, right? Right. Like, Rob, where, no. where are you at right now?
2: I am. <laughs> a weird question? <laughs> I'm, oh God. I'm angry. I, I told yeah, Mark. Yeah, okay. I, I fired back an email to the sign people. I probably should not have done that. Uh, okay. But, you know, it's super, super frustrating. Uh, we're both, Mark and I are both working so hard. Mm-hmm. We're at that point now where you don't sleep. Um, and you know, you're trying to get things going and trying to put everything into place because you can't plan until you're to this point. A lot of the things you can't plan until you to the till you're to this point point. Mm-hmm, right. and we're exhausted uh, and, totally. um, I've been real sick this week. So it's just Dang. been, yeah, this is kind of like the pinnacle. This was not expected and not a good surprise, but, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're fine. You work through it. This is what makes us better people and better entrepreneurs it makes us a little more flexible it gives us gives us the grit this is where the road yeah, leads that's the road for sure, right?
0: grit. yeah uh,
2: this is this is the stuff if you can make it through this you can make it through anything
0: as you go through it for your second time yeah
2: Yeah. No <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it, it. you know <laughs> if anybody tells you it's easier the second time around they lie. <laughs> they're lying kim
0: how, um, how is it seeing your future
3: yes it's
2: hard to be the bearer of bad news
3: oh i know i know (laughs) thankfully i knew to expect it because i've heard so many of these stories before Mm. but it still doesn't take all the sting out no No, it really doesn't it's tough
0: kim Hmm? kim would you like to uh give a little introduction to who you are and and uh where you're at with your business?
3: Yeah, um, I'm with Amy. Of I don't know when we'll actually open. I would love to know that date too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are much, much further or further behind in the process. So um, we were supposed to open in January, and uh, here we are in March, right. and we haven't even started construction yet. Um, we, you know, we kind of hit all of the um, issues that one would expect. From not being able to get bank funding to, um, you know, it it took us a while to find the location, but that was on purpose. And then as soon as we found it, um, you know, we were in. But then uh, we went through, Oh, we talked to several banks, but three were rejections um, after lovely things like. We love your business plan. This is one of the most put-together, solid business plans we've ever seen. This idea is amazing. Your your resumes, your projections, your financials, everything looks fantastic. Your credit is great. Everything looks great. I love it. it right, uh, right. Hey. But <laughs> a big but. It's not for us. We're not going to back you <laughs> on it. And so we heard that three times, um, and finally, finally found a local bank, um, mm. that was willing to stand up for us and, and help us out. And they have been so amazing, um, to the point of even pushing back closing dates and telling us it's cool. Just let us know when you want the money and we've got it for you.
1: Sweet. <laughs> nice.
3: So we got super lucky there, um, yeah, after, after lots of, uh, really bad ones Yeah, and, um, then we've we've had all kinds of delays getting you know construction bids in and uh we've been waiting for our final renderings from our architect and engineering team for uh, about 2 months uh they were due to us in January and they just go dark they don't return phone calls they don't return emails and uh it's it's baffling so our new target opening date is Spring or summer, maybe, I hope. Um, 2018. 2018, yeah, that's the smart thing. And you know what Amy was saying before about not having the money. Well, we do have people's money. We've had a lot of folks who have pre-purchased floats. mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I'm shocked and amazed and and just really humbled by the fact that so many people are willing to pre-purchase with us because they're so excited to have flotation therapy here um, in Southern Indiana. And um, they- yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh, oh well, yeah, I want to ask a few things. One is just Amy. Yeah. Does that? Does it sound familiar? Does her story sound familiar? Um sure. and like I, people not replying back? Who you y- there? She's paying.
2: <laughs> you know, sadly, sadly it is. Uh, now we got lucky with the architect. She's a friend, and she's also a real estate agent, so yes. she fights for us. But we did have trouble with our what they call the MP and E. Um, which is kind of the mechanical, electric, plumbing, and electrical part of it, and they drug us out forever. Wouldn't return calls. We are having the worst time communicating with a general contractor. It is like, sure. it is like pulling teeth. Um, and I, that's why I'm, I'm a big believer in in going local because mm-hmm. I can go down to their office, and I have, by the way. And That's walk awesome. in and say, "Hi, here I am. I haven't heard from you for a few weeks. I was hoping that you weren't dead or something horrible didn't happen." Um, so while I'm here, right, let's talk. Not that yes. I know you're alive. Yeah, and you—you know—I'm always very pleasant and sweet and lovely. Um, but they're there, and you yeah. can find them, and you just remind them you know where they live. <laughs> or,
3: or
2: where
3: they are yes, I drove by today, and I was quite tempted to pop in. Um, but, uh, my husband does most of the phone calls and, and handling some of those, those relationships. So I, I didn't know if he had already spoken to them that day or not. And oh, so, got it. um, I, when we got home, uh, he, he called though and, or the phone rang, the architect texted back and said, I'm in a meeting. I'll call you in just a few minutes. Well, it's uh, mm-hmm. been about six and a half hours. No and, way. He still hasn't called back, so we don't know what is going on. So there's a whole lot of just not knowing right now, and uh, it's super frustrating to not be able to clearly communicate to people when we're when we're opening. Um,
0: yeah. And is that yeah. specifically what you're waiting on? I mean, you have location, you have the funding, and you yeah. need those designs, and yeah, and that's we, just what you're waiting on. I mean,
3: we have the location, we have the LOI with our our landlord. Um, huh. The the space has been demolished um we're just waiting on those final renderings so we want to run them by the build, the building owner just to you know make sure that they're cool with what we're we're doing they've seen the preliminary stuff and they feel really good about it but we're just waiting for that and then um filing for permits so sure um, that holding pattern yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Now, as far as the taking payment beforehand, how are you using those funds? What was the idea or philosophy behind that?
3: Yeah. Um, really a lot of it was, we thought we would be open in January and so what a perfect uh, gift for the holidays. And Funny. so, um, we started taking payments in, um, in November and we did a, 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 a semi successful GoFundMe. Um, you know, it helped to get the word out and it wasn't a huge thing, but, um, I mean, all in all, we've sold about 150 floats so far and we, we've we put very minimal effort into it because we don't want to overpromise to folks, yeah. Um. you know, and thankfully I know enough about the accounting with things from listening to past episodes about, you know, how to be smart with those funds. You can't just go, go spend that. Mm. So it's in a, a separate escrow account waiting and just in case something bad happened and, and we, you know, we had angry customers who wanted their money back before we opened. So,
0: okay, cool. Yeah. So you're being, you're being wise about that.
3: that.
0: You brought up the GoFundMe and I got to say, I'm very intrigued by that. I'd love to know uh, kind of what your goals were that, what your purpose was. You said kind of to, to raise awareness. Um, It's something that I think a lot of flow centers want to try. And I've seen a few, Uh, a few do it and and have success with it.
3: So the GoFundMe was, A lot of it was to start to generate excitement. Um, You know, the closest float center is about 35 miles away from us in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, wait lists, And uh, they, a lot of folks do go there, but there's this really, really strange phenomenon where the the state line between Indiana and Kentucky, people don't like to cross the river. And (laughs) it's, they act like they need a passport and it's a whole thing. It's just this, this really, really bizarre thing. So we do know a lot of folks who have gone over there, but I think a lot of that's just because I surround myself with a lot of people who are totally into wellness and yoga and meditation and and that lifestyle. Um, But we wanted to help to just educate people on what it is. And um, so it worked to some degree. It was definitely not the most successful thing ever. But um, interestingly, we had a lot of friends from out of state who had already heard of floating who were sharing it saying, this is awesome. I'm so happy that you're bringing this to your community and they were willing to help us on it. Oh, wow. um, cool. yeah, it was super, super cool. And you know, we had everything from, um, just being able to offer, uh, to, to submit a $20 donation or $40. You get a t-shirt, um, all the way up to a couple of uh, pre-sale packages and, and doing some, some floats there. So we, we didn't sell a ton on there. And then of course, GoFundMe has lots of fees. And so yeah. I, uh, decided we're already paying for our website and we can run it through that so we you know shut it down and uh got it yeah so oh, we,
0: interesting. Okay. So there, it wasn't like, um, I don't know, we need two weeks or 30 days to run this. It was just open.
3: Yeah. Uh, we had we met with our local chamber of commerce, basically, and our, our business advisor had advised us. She thought that it would be something that would be really, really effective and to get it up and running ASAP. Um, and so we decided to give it a shot, you know, but I had already looked and seen, you know, some float centers, they're very few. Have had great success with it, um, but you never know. Um, so we we gave it a shot, and it it helped to generate some buzz. And you know, we've got a lot of folks around uh, around town who've heard of us now and know what we're doing. So we're we're trying to take advantage of this extra leeway that our contractors are giving us, and really yeah, just right. get the word out so it's a gift
0: right it's just a gift time to market it's,
3: yes i get to educate and educate and
0: <laughs> educate they'll have masters and floating before they ever touch the water yes
3: yes so yeah so we still just wait
0: how is that for you
3: uh, um There was a time in my life that that would have driven me absolutely insane. And, you know, I'm definitely irritated by having to wait, but I knew also to expect it. And so in the meantime, you know, I'm really trying to use my time um, and to be prepared for what's coming next and to make sure that we have a solid project plan in in place that, you know, our plans for social media are solid, that we know what we're doing um, and that we're really intentional about, where we show up for people and we're doing local events and we've got a lot of like business expos and that kind of stuff. So, um, doing what we can, um, to just keep the hype going. Like Amy was saying earlier, you don't want to lose that momentum. Um, and, and that's something that is a challenge of, I don't want to, you know, overkill people right now and Mm. get too much excitement because then they're starting to get irritated (laughs) that you're never going to open.
0: Like yeah, just being almost yeah. right there thus for yeah. so long and then it yes. just fades away. But I love that uh, yeah. you're gonna be so busy in your yeah. center that you're using this time to get out yeah. And, yeah. and push that in person. That's really cool. And yeah. So I that I I know it sounds a little cheesy to be like, it is a gift, but that's an opportunity that very few people get to have because it's just a push, push, push and a drive to get it open. And it's all like digital marketing things, things like that. You don't get to have the actual in-person stuff. That's great. I mean, (laughs) again, caveat asterisk by great, (laughs) but yeah, I like how you're using your downtime. How's that? Yes,
2: exactly. Um, and isn't that the way it always goes? You have all this downtime. You're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then you hit this specific point, And all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, go, 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 go. And you're trying to like shove everything into this last like week. It's crazy yes, how it just switches. But yeah, it is nice to have that downtime. And it is nice to use that time to plan and to get things in place. And um, it sounds like you're using it wisely. You're getting out in the community. I know I used a lot of my time to create some documents for future employees to really think put that effort and that thought into thinking about things like how do I want this system to work how do I want my employees to greet people let's create some sort of um, some plans for how, how do people uh, talk to clients about you know adding on services or you know, there's so many things that you can use it for that later on. It just
3: gets so busy. We have a tendency to just skip over that stuff. So. Yes. yes, yes, absolutely. So and <laughs> and in my former life, that's what I did. I was a director of training, and so creating all of that, you know, performance support and job aids and all of that. That's where like all of my knowledge comes from. And um, we partnered with our marketing team, and basically we consider we ourselves internal marketing. Uh, teams because we were teaching our employees how to do so many things and we had to get our employees engaged yeah. um, and to get them motivated so I'm totally using all of that and you know already creating training for our teams yeah. so yeah cool. yeah I love That's that good. yeah we don't, <laughs> we all, don't know yes. yes we don't know how to run the float Center yet because it's not built but here's how you're gonna do it
1: yeah, <laughs> so
3: yeah. we're putting this structure in place now and uh, that way we're ready to go whenever we can fill in those blanks yeah.
2: Having a place to start really helps. At least yeah. you're starting somewhere and then you can see what works and doesn't work and trade out. you got it. trade out things. It's, yeah. You can make, make, make those tweaks you got later it.
1: on, but it's nice to have the bulk of the work out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: would you do the GoFundMe again?
3: Hmm. That's a tough one. I mean, it wasn't a failure, but it, it was, uh, I, Who I don't, I think there was a little bit more that, that we could have done too. Okay. um, you know, and and making it a, a little more exciting for people. I think the the hard part we're we're actually in a really unique situation where we're in a wellness center. Um, so I, I teach yoga for a local yoga studio, and um, I started a conversation with the studio owner a couple of years ago. Um, we I had been studying floating for a couple of years. And then there was nothing around here that was open. And then I remember when wait opened across the river, I was super excited that there was actually going to be floating in the community. And I'd already been studying and thinking about doing this. So, but I'd never floated before. Um, and I had just heard about it. And then I started talking to the yoga studio owner and said, you know, I'm kind of thinking about opening this thing. And, um, we started talking, she was like, well, maybe we could join forces and do a wellness center and, uh, the conversation just kind of grew and grew and grew until neither of us could stop talking about it. Like we just wanted it to happen so badly.
0: Um,
3: yeah. And then it grew. We, we looked for a building for about a year and neither of us were in a huge hurry. We wanted it to really feel right. Um, and to be the right thing. And then once we found the building, um, it, it was time, and so it was her second studio location that moved into the building. And then we've also since added a health coach, a massage therapist, we have a, a shamanic healer and energy worker, um, and we're going to have an acupuncturist there as well. And wow. so we are all independent businesses, all just within the the building together. And so the rest of the businesses, except the acupuncturist, everybody else has already opened and so there's a whole lot of buzz right now about the center itself and it's really fascinating because a lot of folks are calling or when they come in and they're like so where's the float center wow and uh we're still not open yet (laughs) sorry guys Um, but we know that, you know, I'm trying to take advantage of that now and just talk to people and, uh, you know, help them to understand what it is because for a lot of folks, it's, it's brand new. Um, and yeah. we had a, an open house a couple of weeks ago for the entire wellness center. And, uh, we had about 500 people come through the door that night and, I did not plan to stay at my information table the entire night, but I couldn't yeah. get away. Um, it That's was awesome. nonstop for four hours, so it was it was amazing. Um, so I would
0: kill for five hundred people. That yes. is a big number. Yeah, it congratulations.
1: was promising, promising yeah. for when you do open. Yeah, yeah. Great, yes. great to have exactly. that hype built already. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, so we're really just trying to take advantage of of that and having people coming into this beautiful wellness center. I mean, it's an amazing building, and um, everybody who comes in says, "Like, I just want to move in. I don't want to leave. Can I spend the night?" It's like that. Yeah. Um, Of course, our space is a demolished basement that has leaks and like you've got to have vision. Very
0: homey feeling. Yes, yes, yes.
3: You've got to have vision, but it'll get all about
0: the lighting, Kim. There's One thing I've learned from this podcast: it's well lit
3: and RFP. As long as we have great lighting with RFP, we're going to be good.
0: (laughs) That's great. That's right. That's the truth of it. Uh, Yeah, there's one thing we've learned from the past, like, two months of this show. (laughs) Some good lighting on some FRP, you're fine.
3: You've convinced me. I mean, seriously, I think I've changed my mind.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's great. Um, So a quick question. You had said that all the businesses are independent of each other within the building is there a shared website or how, do, how does the synergy work between the businesses yeah,
3: yeah we have a, a shared website um, for the entire building and then on that website it mentions each individual building and links to all of our um, websites together um, we're oh, cool. And most of us have known each other for years and um, we're all teachers at the same yoga studio. And then we found a couple of other people who come in and they just miraculously fit in so perfectly, like all of our personalities and our vision for what we're creating is it's. So aligned. I mean, we couldn't ask for anything better. And so uh, we have a, a Facebook group just for the business owners that I had started, and we all work together. We talk. We start. We you know support each other's businesses. And I think that's been one of the biggest things already is just for us to know each other and to be able to help cross sell. Um, for each other. And the plan is once we open, we're going to do some promotional packages, you know, with uh, the health coach and with oh, the cool. the um, yeah. acupuncturist and with, you know, everybody there and to be able to, we've had people already coming in saying, I would love to have a massage and float right after. And um, so we're all making plans and working out those details of what yeah, that actually looks like. Did. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And so, yeah, my wheels are totally turning right. here. You talk about this and, yeah. I, and I think it does add a little bit of an extra, um, that whole, it's not under it's not all your business so yeah. you can't just go okay, here's the price for a float massage package you have to work it out with them and all these different. Uh, businesses and, and how to accommodate that. But yes, that yeah. all that opportunity is there and your yes. customers are going to love that. I'm so yes. excited for you. That's wonderful.
3: Yeah. We're planning a, uh, a retreat day as well um, so that people can, you know, come <laughs> in, and, in and right, right. It's, <laughs> it's a really amazing space. And we're like, we just want to take advantage of that and have a either half day or a whole day and people sign up for the services they want, but we have to, you know, carefully plan what it looks like. And so it takes a, a really, really strong partnership across all of the businesses mm be Mm -hmm. able to do that and Mm -hmm. um, I think we're all very aware of that and starting to build those relationships now so that we can help support each other you know all the way through this thing
0: love it I love this thank you so much for sharing my goodness and what a beautiful segue to our episode today too like our main our main topic of of opening (laughs) Uh, expectations all of that planning which I want to get into more here, right after we talk about Float Fuel, which is the salt company that you want to go through when you're loading up on your Epsom salt, uh, which gets free shipping when you order a pallet. Which, as Float Center owners, is is not, not a challenge for us. And you might be getting a few different pa- a few pallets depending on how many float tanks you have. But you do always want that extra extra backup Epsom salt. Use the promo code. A-O-T-F, to get 15% off of your order. You want to go to floatfuel.com to place your order. And again, make sure that you use that promo code A-O-T-F to get that price down to, I believe currently it is 57 cents a pound. Again, free shipping on a full pallet, uh, which is how you want to do it. Uh, no matter what, uh, because again, you always need that backup, up some salt. And again, these are the guys who make sure that they're using treated and filtered water throughout the production to maintain neutral neutral pH levels and the highest purity standards to eliminate any possible contaminants during the the mixing uh, experiment that occurs as, as you get in there with your... Uh, Matt, I always think of it as making wine. You get in there and you're crushing the berries and everything, uh, except you've got a crazy endothermic reaction occurring under you and you're not letting things crystallize as you're mixing it. It's a fun event. The first few times anyway. <laughs> when does it, does it
2: lose be- its, its shimmer? Its luster. <laughs>
0: uh, I think that the fourth or fifth time you've done it at three or four in the morning and you yeah. need it open for clients and up to temperature, <laughs> it, it starts to lose its sheen right around there. <laughs> Do you do you still have the? the is it a beautiful, fun do you dance for you?
2: You know, <laughs> if we get started early enough in the night, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, seriously, we we don't mind it. It's it's actually we've kind of built it into a bit of a ritual. It's usually just Mark and I, and uh, mm. we usually shut down a little bit early on that night. We do it Sunday night so we can we can prep it and have the day on Monday to get it to get it finished. But we'll order dinner in. Oh, Markle, nice. we'll leisurely dump the tanks. We'll you know, swipe everything out, then we start adding it in and as long as we get it half full, we just leave those heaters on overnight, And we come back in the morning. Mm. So it's really not oh, bad. Smart. We have you know, we have the television on, we or we have some music playing. So as long as we're we're doing that, it's it's not bad. It's those nights when the tank has broken down and you're doing this at like 11, midnight, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> start getting totally. started. and You have to have it ready for a floater at 11 a.m. And mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's those times that it, it gets frustrating. But other than that, we, we still kind of enjoy it. We make it our, you know, make it our time to reflect on all the goodness. And there is something about fresh salt water that just yeah makes your heart happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: you sit there and you look at it and it's beautiful and it's crystal clear and I don't know. I, surely, I'm not the only one who sits mm. there and like, look at that water. Isn't that pretty?
0: Yeah, it's sitting I in it, it, I like. I feel like there's something yeah. to it. Just this fresh batch of Epsom salt water. I I do agree. There's there's a little something to it. Little
2: magic. That's all.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the advertisement, Emmy. So again, FloatFuel.com is where you want to go. <laughs> better salt for a better float. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, um, just like a little kind of kind of apropos to this I don't remember the last time we've needed to dump a batch of water like it has been easily a year if not years um, because it's just this the simple cycle of people pulling out water we add water we had to add Epsom salt and we just maintain our water and it just lasts so I like I only know the emergency description that you have I have never had the <laughs> Let's just put on some sweet tunes, some violin, watch some TV, kick back and mix. It's, oh, my God, we've got customers in it. Get the fish, the, the the aquarium heaters in here. Let's keep it mixing. Don't let that touch the heater. It's going to crystallize. Uh, so maybe that had something to do with it losing yeah. its luster as well. I don't know. Maybe, don't maybe not. You think so? Yeah. We're
2: required to change our water every six months or yeah. so. So we unfortunately have to do a lot more frequently. But, yeah, those emergency situations, it doesn't matter who you are uh those are never ever fun and we've all done it usually multiple times
0: <laughs> oh yeah oh uh, yeah on a long enough timeline if you own a float center oh yeah, yeah. Y- you're gonna have plenty of those enjoy kim it's great oh,
2: Yeah, <laughs> something to look forward to
0: yes. enjoy the first time no. and be sure to use first float time fuel time. so that you don't get the brown water like i got the first time because uh, uh,
2: we got brown that, water that too. that's devastating what is
0: up with the the first batch man and, and we should also talk about how to make sure that your water itself is clear of contaminants as you're adding it in there, right. uh, which you might want to even do before your build-out. So not something that you put on your spigot, but so all the water that's entering your flow center is nice and clean. We can, yeah. we can talk about that as well. Um, but, uh, Amy, do you want to take away? <laughs> I feel like we've already been talking about our main topic this whole time.
2: We really have. We really have. One of the things I wanted to talk about, we, we covered quite a bit, and that is how do we make the most of downtime? Uh, and I think Kim has has covered that beautifully. Uh, but, you know, while we're on that, you know, we talked about marketing. Mm-hmm. We talked about creating systems. Dylan, what else did you do during your... Do you remember that time? You did, did a lot oh. of construction.
0: Yeah, so Amy, I'm no, the last person you should a- ask yeah. about what we were doing. Well, <laughs> hey, there was like no downtime for us. Um, but uh, so we were... I was doing the construction all day long. We knew nothing about marketing. We were like, oh, man, word of mouth. That's what brings people in. Yeah, word of mouth will totally save us. And that—that uh, that is that is not a full uh, marketing plan. <laughs> you know, like, it was not what we needed. Uh, so I would prefer to reference somebody else. We had uh, Aaron <laughs> Douglas on. <laughs> you have know, a place to float, which is a six float tank center. Something that I was inspired about him was how um, he just had this passion and fascination for collecting people's email addresses. And mm-hmm. not only would he collect them like a maniac from everywhere, but he would also regularly cull that email. So not only would he say, here's the updates and uh, the, you know this is the reason to be excited and this is what we've got going on. He would go, hey, if you're not into this now or if we've taken too long or what have you, this is the unsubscribe button right here. Please, please do this. And I, the first time he told me that, I was like, "Are you kidding me? You want the that you wanted the biggest list possible?" And he's like, "No, I want the people who are going to float at my float center. That that's the the people I want. It's kind of like the inflated Facebook uh, likes. It's like, mm-hmm. who really cares if they don't float at your float center? You know. Um, same with the email list.
2: And that's not something we should just be doing at opening. That's something that should be done annually. And it's painful. Hmm. <laughs> it's painful sometimes. But uh, you, but it feels better when you're. When your uh, numbers go up, when people are interacting right. with you, when you send out that email, then it doesn't feel so bad. But man, I remember the first time I cut my email list, and it was it was over a thousand people, and it it was. Huh. It hurt. And when you say
0: cut, did you look into your metrics, or did you email them?
2: I ask? sent an email first of all, letting them know that we're going to be you know trimming the list, and if they're still interested, uh, they should. You know, they should let me know. And I gave them, there was a link where they could hmm. let me know. So they had to
0: actively stay on board. Yes. Okay.
2: And after I sent that out and waited, I actually did go through my list. I looked to see who had not responded at all, had not opened an email, had not uh. been any, it had uh, we'd seen no activity from them at all for a year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, and we cut them. So...
0: And you pay less to MailChimp or whomever you're going through, too.
2: Exactly. It saves you a few bucks. Not much, but it saves you a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, this is a great time to get those email addresses because people who are interested, especially you have this really great promise, you have this really great carrot to dangle in front of them. It's like, hey, we're going to be giving some founders uh, memberships. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing some great specials. I know for the list that we are collecting now for Float Alchemy, uh, we're going to give our list a deeper discount than anyone else is going to get. So if they're on the list, they're going to see a little bit better prices than people who are not on the list. And that's a pretty powerful marketing tool that you have. You know, that's a, that's a nice little piece of FOMO that you have at this point <laughs> in your fear of missing float out. center. Yep.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Which real. It's been
2: nice. And yeah, so that to me, I think, at, especially at this point, everybody's opening your emails. Everybody's anxious to read those things. And it really mm-hmm. gives you an opportunity to, uh, to show who you are, show a bit of personality. And I'll tell you something else I did that has been awesome. And that is when we send out our email... We tell them to hit reply. We ask them a few questions. We ask them about, you know, Mark and I don't live in Murfreesboro, but we're there a lot. So we want to know what things are there to do. What restaurants should we go to? What are their favorite things about their city? And we ask them to hit reply and email us back and tell us these things. And we promise we're going to read every single one and we reply to every single one. And by doing that, it has been phenomenal. We've actually... Found people who own other businesses. We just found this oh, out through conversation. They didn't email us saying, "Oh, yes, this is what I do. I want to, I want to yeah. work with you." It's just people who are saying, um, "Hey, you know, this is what I do. This is what I love about the city. This is my business." We found yoga instructors that we're now corresponding with, and we're planning on doing some things together. We have some now some connections to the university that that hmm. has thirty three thousand students. Uh, we have made so many amazing connections, more so, I never expected that, that's kind of like a, a surprise bonus in all of this, but it has, we've gotten some of the most heartwarming emails, people saying, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to float, I'm so glad you're here, I live with pain, this is, this is what I've got going on, and I'm really hoping floating can help, opportunities to educate. And another nice little bonus is you start to get a feel for who your target market is. What are their interests? Where do they go? What restaurants mm. do they visit? What kind mm. of things do they read? What are their interests? Um, and you start to see patterns. And Amy, that is awesome. pretty that's, good information. I love I, that. I just wrote it down. <laughs> 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 nice. It's you know I did it on a whim and it turned out to be the best thing I did. The very best thing super that I cool. did.
0: I like that our show notes author is writing it down the show. <laughs> something feels ironic about yes. that. Um, you know, I can't say that we did a great job with our grand opening, but something that I wish we had done when we introduced our open float tank, which if you know the story about this, uh, sorry for repeating myself, but our open tank, oh God, sorry for the terrible pun. It tanked when we first opened. We thought that we were going to need to put up walls around this float tank and make it a... Uh, I don't know, kind of like more of an ocean room or a pro-float ca- cabin, I guess would be the better term, um, because nobody was floating in it. We didn't know how to sell it. We didn't know how to market it. Uh, with our Nautilus float tank, we knew um, to call it a beta test. Test this out. Let us know what you think about this float tank. We put a little bit of a discount on there for people. We were going to ask you, but we're going to ask you some questions afterwards and ask you to fill out this survey. And it got a ton of interest, and our float tank was booked by our beta testers, before we ever officially opened, I mean, it was booked out, is what I mean to say. If we had had that approach with our uh, infinity, our open flow tank, that would have been so much better. Um, I wish, I wish we had the knowledge back then. But I guess that's kind of the point of the podcast. <laughs> so hopefully, people can use this for their grand openings and also just when you add a new service, make it an event, something to be excited about. And you, you said that FOMO thing. I don't know if this is exactly FOMO, but that I, I call it beta testing. I mean, it's a, it's a more like a. Software term or coding or what have you, but but really that's what they're doing is they're testing out something before it's fully done with development, and maybe we could make some changes about how we organize the room or keep the temperature and all that stuff so so it is very real, but really we're selling the tank and getting people excited about it so uh, that again that's that was through our email blast mm.
2: and that's super, super smart, you know one of the things that I dreamt about when opening this new location. Was we're going to get all of our construction done and our contractor's going to give us this this date that he's going to be done by and he's going to have everything cleaned up and absolutely everything's going to be done. And I'm going to be able to open my doors and I'll have all my services ready to go and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. How many? I don't know. I would love to know how many people that actually happens for.
0: Because I was gonna say that <laughs> bottle of wine you were drinking must <laughs> have been amazing. What year you know, was it's that? It's
2: fantastic, oh, it but you know that is <laughs> it's always the dream. And as we're getting closer, we're getting to that that panic. I call it the uh, <laughs> the pre open panic. Where all of a sudden, like you question everything you've done. Like, oh my god, maybe I should rewrite this brochure. Oh, oh I wow. need to like, what are my prices okay? Do I need to redo my pr- you know it's everything? I've questioned everything in the last few days. But, um, you know, all of a sudden I'm realizing, okay, how am I going to roll this out because you know, there's no way when we open, it's going to be the tap room, and then we might have one sauna room, and the cryotherapy, and hopefully that little alcove will be ready where we can have the Norma set up, mm. and oh, that massage room, that still needs rugs, and it still needs to be painted, and it still needs, oh, and our front lobby not even close to being done. <laughs> um, so it's like, well, I can start doing this service this week, and then maybe next week a few more services, wow. and you know, so it's going to be a roll, it really is going to be a rollout, which is not ideal, but... Um, Somebody asked me the other day, when are you going to have your grand opening? Thinking that, you know, I was going to do what I dreamed of doing. I'm like, yeah, grand opening, maybe in June. We're going to go through a few. We're going to go through a month or so of of beta testing, of Mm -hmm. letting people discover it and give us feedback.
0: Um, They're so much easier. There doesn't need to be paint on the walls, right? Like they're not the same type of customer.
2: Yeah. 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 And, you know, and it's funny, I I panicked about it. I I, uh, was like, oh, my gosh, we've got to we've got to hold back. We've got to wait. How am I going to survive that long? And then it's like, why am I sweating this? Do the best you can talk to your people. These are the people that have been responding to your email and telling you about how they love to walk in the greenway and eat Oscars tacos. (laughs) And, you know, it's it's those people And it's a very, you know, we just have to keep a very real relationship and that's okay. I am not a big fancy spa and that's not going to be us. So we might as well go into the community the way that we actually are, which is (laughs) crazy. I Uh, think
0: your roots will go deeper because of that. That's...
2: Yeah, it's it feels very authentic. So I, I and I I let that yeah. be. I, I beat myself up over that for a few days, and then I realized like I don't have to rush to get my tap room open this weekend. That's I don't great. have to do that. It's okay.
3: I and you to
0: figure it out. I love hearing you say that, Amy. Yeah.
3: And you know, I think people too love to be a part of something. And so by not being perfect off the get go, like you invite them in to be a part of your community, and um, immediately they just they have such a sense of ownership and they're definitely going to be your champions Mm -hmm, because you got to ask them, what did you think? What do you like or not like, or, you know, Hey, we're not quite ready yet, but thanks for coming out to check us out. Um, You know, we're doing that with a a focus group and obviously we don't have anything for them to come and check out yet, but we created a Facebook group. um, And we have about 20, 25 people. Um, who, some of them may be people we know, some are people who applied to be a part of our Facebook group and they had to, you know, tell us why, but we throw ideas in there. I throw samples of my brochures and like, Hey guys, what does this say to you? Um, what, what do you like or not? Like what's the feeling you get from looking at this image? And, uh, Hmm. you know, we've asked them about like what kinds of retail products they like, um, And and for some people, it's harder for them to answer because they've never floated before. But a lot of people, I I just tell them, like, imagine that it's what you love. Say you love massage therapy. And so imagine that this is a package that's available for massage. How would you respond to that? Um, And so we've been able to really kind of pick people's brains for all kinds of stuff, helping us to pick our logos for our t-shirts and um, all sorts of stuff. And of course, you know, I throw them an extra discount and they'll be my, my focus group, my beta testers. When we open, I'll invite them in to come in and, you know, give everything a whirl, help us break things now. And people Mm -hmm. love that idea of like just being a part of something before everybody else gets to They're special, you know, not everybody's going to be able to say I was there before they even had all this. Let me tell you. And they start telling your story. You know, that's totally. awesome.
0: people love, yeah, yeah. Love being the first and being, being able to say they were there. Yeah. I, yeah. I was there when they were playing the music, the entire float. You, you got know, it. <laughs>
3: yes. And, and they're
0: so okay with it because they're the Aww. beta testers and, and you, you're finding these people and inviting them in. Mm-hmm. Are you in, encouraging them to join this group with discounts mm-hmm. or is it just the excitement of your opening? Yeah. Just
3: the excitement of us opening.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
3: that's yeah. So smart. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And, and, you know, um, every once in a while I'll remind them like, Hey, you know, when we get closer to open, we're going to have a special event just for you guys to come in and just as a way for us to say, thank you. You know? So I, I want them to know that I appreciate the time that they're taking, but it, it's amazing how many people really just wanted to be a part of it. Um, And some people have been, I mean, we have a few folks who have just been absolutely priceless in this process of being able to give us some feedback on things of um, you know, whether it's a brochure design or um, Mm -hmm. someone who we're also going to be opening a a salt cave, a halo therapy room. And, and we have some limitations with that though, because we're in a basement of this historic building. um, And Mm -hmm. it's a walkout basement, but part of the room has like these really funky benches and we can't get rid of the benches. And so how do you work around that? Because we don't have space to do a zero gravity chair. So, you know, asking them like, what do you think about this idea if we do some built-in kind of ergonomic lounge chairs and we've gotten to pick people's brains just on those ideas and and see you know what have they experienced what haven't they what do they love about other float centers or other salt caves that they visited Um, so it's just really cool to hear from people and they are literally a part of us because they're helping us to make these decisions now in construction
0: Kim, I'm so impressed. Okay. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> you know,
3: I've learned a lot from you guys, and I've been studying for years before we were ready to pull the trigger and say, "Okay, now we're doing this." So, it's and fun. and your history,
0: your yeah. your own personal work history, right. I'm sure. Yes. My goodness. Yeah. I love it. Uh, soft opening versus grand opening. Any opinions on that, Amy? Do you have any opinions?
2: My opinion right now is grand opening <laughs> you I'm what, just grand? Open. No no no. There will be no grand opening until everything's right. I can't even open my float runes uh, for a while. So um yeah. so yeah, so you know, grand opening. Whatever's functioning big, is open. Right, whatever's functioning. What what is that? <laughs> um, it's the broken open. But But honestly, I mean, a grand opening to me is when you have your systems worked out and you feel really confident and you're ready to really show that show off the best part. And, you know, in our case, that's going to that's going to take a little little bit. So, uh, you know, soft openings. I'm kind of going with the flow and learning. And Mark and I talk about this quite my business partner. I talk about this quite frequently. It's like what has to be done? That makes us comfortable enough to allow people in that section. Because y'all know my building that I'm in is freaking huge. It's 50, 50, 600 square feet. I forgot for a moment. And so it is a I never forget very, very, <laughs> very big. Square footage you've got. It's insane. It's really insane. But we have such a big building that we can, you know, we're, we're trying to debate, you know, what makes it good enough for us to open that portion up to people, and, and it's been um, it's been a learning experience for me. This is not mm. how I imagined it. It's not how it was supposed to be. Yeah. But, you know, that's the way life goes. Um, but, yeah, I don't think grand openings, I don't think anybody should rush to a grand opening. That's your celebration. That's your crowning glory yeah. when you get to do yeah. that. And it's okay Great. if it's two months down the road or sometimes longer. Sometimes we just do what we gotta do. And, and that's and, okay. And I,
0: oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think also sometimes the grand opening... Happens first and then you have the soft opening. So it's just the party. The grand opening is hey everybody, check it out, blah, blah, blah. Um, but still nobody's floating for another few weeks here. I think that's okay too. Do you have any opinions on that? Or do you prefer like don't say it's a grand opening until it's tip top?
2: I, I don't think there's any hard rules, hard and fast rules yeah, okay. with that. I <laughs> think people should do what works for them. Yeah. Um, because that's, you know, part of the reason we're entrepreneurs is uh, or one of the lessons we need to learn as entrepreneurs is all about flexibility and and this is totally this is yeah. what it's about this is where the rubber meets the road this is um i i'm i'm learning as i go and every day we're strategizing we're looking at what we have what our options are and making decisions and the next day we're we're weaving and bobbing and going where we need to go based yeah. on what's happening that day because in my situation and i'm sure so many other people's situation it's changing day by day mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. friday i thought we were home free <laughs> and today
0: such a good video everything's
2: mm-hmm. changed so you just kind of
3: just kind of go with the flow but i think this also gives you a really great opportunity it's like a second wave it's you know i think so much of what i did in the training world we had delays constantly so i i'm thankful for that now because now it's my baby <laughs> hitting delays but what was really awesome about it is so many of our projects um, would have multiple pieces. And our goal was always, we're going to launch these three training modules at once reality hit. And we would always have to launch one now and then hold off on the rest. But what happened though, is whenever we would launch that second piece, all of a sudden it generated buzz about the first piece again. And it just created a whole nother world of excitement. And so each of those, if you can, you know, space it out just enough, like, you can actually use that to your advantage. And for all those people who've already come in for the soft opening piece of it, then inviting them back in to say, "All right, now we have more." Like I think that just gives you like the whole buzz grand opening experience yet again,
2: yeah, yeah and we're seeing that to a degree. You know, we have so mm-hmm. many new modalities in this and services in this facility that I mean, it kind of got out of control. Uh, we had the space, so we just kept adding crap. But um, but we're finding that people are looking forward to different things. So you know, the first wave is going to be the tap room, and those people are going to be a little bit different. We can get them in and educate them about the other stuff. But those people are a little different than the people who are really looking forward to the sauna, and a little different than the people who are looking forward to the cryotherapy. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see each step of the way how it builds and. And what we learn, there's always opportunity to learn about your your clients sure. when that yeah. happens.
3: So I have a construction question for you then, Amy, along that line of you've got certain services that are going to be open while you're still building the others. And I I am going to be in a very similar situation, but for different reasons. And I already know this. So I would love to hear from you. Like, how do you plan to handle that or What do your construction team members think about that?
2: (laughs) Goodness. Um, Well, I'm still trying to figure this out, but this is what we're thinking. Um, So my situation is a little bit different in that we are working very hard to get rid of our contractor. Um, We are doing what we have to do with him to get through this permitting process, but he is not finishing the project. So we still have things like painting putting up the FRP doing the the floors in the float room um, now I found out the electrical in the float room that sort of thing so uh, we're working really hard to to kind of go in order one of the things that's very that's been very helpful for, to us is the way that our building is laid out um, how do I describe this so my float center side it's like a big rectangle with a big like there's a, a place in the middle that has rooms and around the place in the middle there are walkways around it and then on either side of the walkways there are rooms so we have a front hall and we have a back hall all of our float tanks are in the back hall and those are the last things that are going to get done so our goal is to work from front to back so we have the tap room the Hmm. tap room goes into the air lounge and into the lobby and into the front hall so our goal is to work from the tap room and get everything ready along the front wall because if people are working back in the float rooms where they're able to do some work and not disturb people in the front awesome. because of the way that we've soundproofed and the way that we've moved mm-hmm. things. So for us, I'm fortunate in that we just the way that our, our space is set up, It's it should be pretty helpful in that. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we would probably be doing that whole, okay, when are people going to be there? We yes. are shortening hours. We're not opening with our full hours so that they can do noisier work in the morning. Okay. And we're not open on Mondays. They can do noisy work on Mondays. And, you know, we would probably have to do that dance a little bit more so if mm-hmm. it weren't, if it weren't for the fact that we have such a massive building and the last thing to be done will be in the back of the building yeah. and it's kind of muffled and set away and people won't see the ugly, um, cause the restrooms aren't back there. So restrooms are way on the other side of the building. They just have a hike. That'll be yeah. it. Yeah, that's um, smart. Yeah. So what all are you put in your float center, Cam?
3: So we're going to have uh, three float rooms mm-hmm. and the salt room. Um, we're looking at just doing a small kombucha um, keg. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going into the, the full thing. Um, and then we'll have a, a just a meditation lounge area. So we've got about 2200 square feet um, okay. nice. and uh, it's kind of a shotgun, um, really, really long, deep mm. space. So trying to to place all of that, our challenge comes from the fact that because we're in the bottom, um, there's a yoga studio directly above us on one side. um, And the yoga studio is actually going to be directly over um, our restroom, our laundry area, and it will overhang a little bit into our float rooms. um, But we're doing soundproofing like crazy in the ceiling area for that. Um, But we have to work around yoga class schedules and classes are in the morning midday and um some in the afternoons and or evenings and uh i I, we don't know what our answer is yet um to how we're going to do that but um, there are classes seven days a week in the building already happening and then the massage therapist is on the top floor along with everybody else but those are the two you know neighbors that we want to have a great relationship with them and uh You know, the the yoga studio owner is also the landlord for the entire building. So I really have to keep them on our good side. And they're also personal friends who are absolutely wonderful people. Mm -hmm. Um, So construction itself is, once we start it, is still going to have its own challenges just of how do we tiptoe around that schedule and not disturb people who are already in the building.
2: Being that it is a multiple service building, multiple business building, are y'all keeping similar schedules with each mm-hmm.
3: other or? Yeah. Um, we're planning to be open eight to eight. Um, and that's because the last year yo- or the last yoga classes end around seven 15. Um, so that gives people to finish up and then hang out and have some tea or whatever. And then, um, we'll take our last float at eight. So, and classes in the morning typically start at nine, but they offer some uh, earlier morning classes now. So we're going to see how that goes. But um, most of our hours are going to be coinciding with yoga schedule. And uh, we know that a lot of folks have said they they plan to just pop downstairs after class and uh, nice. go for a float. And then, you know, depending on the day and the time, they'll run upstairs and have a massage. So, um, you know, people can make a whole day of it. But... Um, it takes so exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm I'm super excited about it. And that's I think honestly that's what's kept us going through this whole thing of I mean, being this far behind schedule. Um but it's just going to be such a sweet sweet thing when we get it open.
0: Agreed. Yeah. yeah. It's all going to be worthwhile once you get there. I it promise.
3: will. It will indeed.
2: Yeah. Well, that is exciting and yeah, you do definitely have some challenges going on there. Um, do you have to do yeah, a lot of plumbing? Cause I know the plumbing would be the worst. It,
3: all oh, of it. We have to, All of it. we have to basically tear apart the floors and lay in plumbing for everything. <sighs> um, the good news is that, um, the building has a leak and it's had a long time leak in this uh, space. And I know that sounds strange to say it's good news, but that means that they have to take care of that right now. And so that's what they are doing while we're waiting for our permits.
0: Oh cool. They're
3: taking <laughs> care of the Some
0: progress. Yes,
3: the, the leak will be resolved. And in doing that, you know, they may end up we don't know how severe it is, um, but they may end up having to go ahead and tear up the floors and you know, kind of get that process started for us. So that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is the worst part and oftentimes most expensive part. Yes, sure. it, it's a significant portion of our budget. It's it's a good yeah. twenty five, thirty percent of our budget just oh, for yeah. plumbing. Uh, oh, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
2: <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it does hurt. Yes. Um, not, not, the, and not the most glamorous part either. I mean, it's, it's right. dug up, which it looks like a big progress. It's like, okay, now I know why I paid X amount of dollars, but then they just cover it up with cement and right. and you right. don't see,
3: it's like all that money has it. just been buried <laughs> and yeah. there's yep. nothing to show for it. Yeah. Except some <laughs> new flashy FRP on the wall. There you go. Uh. That's true.
2: Uh. <laughs> Really <gasps> true words have been spoken.
3: Yeah.
0: And then it's later. You realize you want your water to be constantly heated, yeah. so they don't have any cold water. And it's yeah. like, oh, we'd have to cut up the floors again to do yeah. that. Nah, yeah. we'll we'll just skip that. Right? Uh, yes. But, uh, it's too late. Yeah. Too late. Too late. Got gotta plan ahead. If you open it, will they come, Amy? <laughs> if you build it, will they show up? Ooh,
2: you know. <sighs> With a little bit of work. They do. I was shocked at how many people showed up to our grand opening at Float Nashville. Um, It was a steady stream of people all night. We had about 125 people. And that was with, you know, back in the golden age of Facebook when you didn't have to spend a whole lot of money. But um, I I was pretty impressed with it at the time. Uh, And the word spreads pretty quickly. People are interested it is it is very interesting to people, a little irresistible. Mm-hmm. They have to mm-hmm. they have to check it out.
0: I uh, think word of mouth has its impact. I think collecting the email addresses has has its impact. Um, I think it's incredibly rare, and I now have had uh, float center clients who are actually happy with their <laughs> with their grand opening and the number of people floating and everything. But for the most part, I find that people are incredibly Um, I don't know if let down is the right word, but there's this expectation. I've done all these things. I know all these people. I have, you know, the word of mouth, the expos, the email, the social media, and it still doesn't fill their tanks. And they're like, wow, I thought I did so much to get these people in. And it just reminds me every time how much hustle it takes Mm -hmm. and how it never stops. And it never starts too early either. Truth.
2: Yeah. And it's never the people that you think it's going to be, you know, out of so all those true. people that so showed true. up on the first night, you think it's going to be yeah. like your friends there to support you. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, there's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come and float every day. No, it's not. And, and that's OK, by the way. That's all right. You know, I, I don't I, I have no issues with that. But just know that the people unless people give you money. Uh, uh, right away when you're talking about <laughs> it and you're like, do you think it's a great idea? Do you think it's so great that you're willing to pay me 75 <laughs> Sorry, bucks right now? <laughs> um, you know, the people who are going to show up are the people who are like, yeah, uh, let me give you my money right now, even though you haven't been open, even though, you know, your permit, you haven't got your <laughs> permits back or you haven't gotten your architectural plans. Uh, That's, that's a pretty nice... Uh, that's a pretty nice thing to see. That's, One
3: that's thing promising. I was surprised
0: by at, at my in my former life, as I transitioned out of my my old job to float float facilitator, I thought all these people at my old job were going to come float at my place. Everybody was so excited for me. Everybody said they were going to be there, and nobody showed. Like l- almost literally nobody. Uh, the guy I was really in, this manager I was really intimidated by <laughs> he was like eight feet tall with a shaved head, uh, who who was a very quiet guy. He ended up uh floating at our place it became a regular (laughs) so um all the people who i thought were going to be like as we kind of figure out our stuff at grand opening they're going to be the ones filling up our tanks all that nope they those were not the people who showed up uh so i had to change my expectations for how all that uh, works and how marketing works and who actually wants to get into a space where they experience nothing for 90 minutes you know so true Kim, were you going to say something yeah, about that? No,
3: just thinking. You know, I, I mean, I'm I'm already thinking about what it's going to look like at month three because I, <laughs> I I really think that the push, the drive, everything is going to make it happen to get us to the opening point, and then reality and exhaustion is just going to just <laughs> nail us. Like I'm fully anticipate that piece, and so I really want to know, like, what do we do from there, um, and and how do we keep those people coming back? And I think. A, a big piece of that is because we have so many people, I mean, we're getting messages very regularly of people asking when we're opening and how, you know, how do they go ahead and book their appointment and all of those. So we've got a lot of demand, um, but I want to make sure that we can sustain that. So I'm already thinking Mm -hmm. of, you know, some, some loyalty program ideas and and how do we get people back in the door? And that's really where I want to put a lot of my focus is on retention. Um, And, just as much. I mean, we, we obviously have a lot of education to do to get the, you know, continue to build awareness that we're coming to town and like Mm -hmm. what we are. Um, but so much of, and I, I don't know if that's from my past life. Um, when I was in training, we managed apartment communities is what the company did. And so we were okay. all about renewals of new, you know, renewals uh, on leases. It, uh-huh. Yeah. You, you got to get the new people in the door, but keep them. Um, and so my head is already like, how do I keep them? What does that program look like? And, you know, and so I'm putting, that you're thinking about Oh that. yeah. And putting together plans. Um, but I also, I have to be cautious cause I, I'm jumping to that and, you know, we, right. we got to, right.
0: Yeah. It. And, you know, part of me is going yeah. like, so you're getting people who want to sign up now, but yeah. how many is that? Is that one a right. week? Is that 20 a week? And even if it's 30 a week, does that, what does that actually equate to once you open? I don't know. You got but it. I would love to know that.
3: You got it. <laughs> yes. I don't know. And I mean, we, we did have people who came up to us at the, the wellness centers, uh, grand opening and say like, I heard something about you guys. I don't know what floating is. So tell me. And so we had to start at the ground of like, what is Mm. floating? Give them this feel. And then they bought like a six float package. We're like, really? (laughs) What just happened here? Like, you know, I mean, we were flabbergasted by it, but it's super cool that there's that much excitement. And I, Mm. I just want to make sure that they come back again after that um, wears off, you know, after they've been there. Um, Right. So, Yeah. That's a whole other
0: episode, though. I know. Honestly, yeah. we're running a little yeah. short on time here. Yeah. I feel like all our episodes lately, we could just keep going yes. and going here. we got to invite you back to talk about this some more. Um, I want to ask, Amy, is there uh, another topic you want to delve into before we wrap it up here? I've,
2: There's been a lot. Or could we
0: just stuff. go on for days? We could <laughs>
2: totally go on for days. There's been a lot of stuff. And like Kim just mentioned, that brings up a whole other thing is I'm in that pre-open panic right now and morning till night i'm doing all the little things that you know you don't think about like today i would wanted to do some uh, newsletter writing and i had all these plans but the reality of it is i was um signing out signing off paperwork and and faxing paperwork back to a to our uh, cryotherapy leasing company because, you know, we were behind on that. And then I was working on our massage establishment license, making sure everything was there. And then I had to go to the bank and get something notarized. Then, you know, all these things, like you think we're getting close. Now I get to focus on marketing and I need to do that. right Everything is, none of that is panning out the way that you think it's going to. Um, And that is a whole nother thing is this, you know, how do you plan and how do you prepare for for this time that you know it's going to come but as much as i even knew this time was going to come i i caught myself a little unawares or you know a little behind already i thought i had planned really well so there's so much that we could go into i think that alone could be a, a whole nu- a whole show
0: you got my wheels turning i was just going to dive into it i was like oh that's right we're wrapping up this show <laughs> yeah, you're totally right Amy. mean you're, you're absolutely right uh, let's let's talk about that again soon. Kim, is there anything you want to bring up before we wrap up this episode? Uh,
3: let me see. I think just one question, um, especially for new float center owners, and I, I love to learn, and so I soak in everything from every source imaginable, but I think that can also be to our detriment at times because we realize there's a whole lot we don't know yet. So thinking about your openings, what would you say? Was there anything that just caught you blindsided? You opened and had no clue that this should have been done or this was the wrong choice somewhere. Anything that just caught you out of the blue?
1: Good question.
0: I I think I can already hear Dana answering this one for me. She knows all my answers. Uh, Soundproofing was mine, but that that was so long ago. It was before... We knew about that. So I'm going to let Amy answer because <laughs> she's clearly got a, just a list of answers ready to go. No, you yeah. yeah. see her uh, like, what was it? Think about and I'll try to think it. on a better one.
2: Well, what scares me is that so far on this this time around, um, there, I, I, I want to say there really hasn't been anything that caught me unawares yet, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so I'm kind of saying that I'm going, Oh, Oh, I'm not so sure. I want to jinx myself. Where can I knock on wood? Um, I, I do admit that, you know, we didn't have really, after we fought for two years with float Nashville, getting the float tanks uh, settled and, and started and regulated, I did not expect all the problems that we're having with mm-hmm. Rutherford. You know, we are covered by the state. It's a state regulation, so it shouldn't really vary uh county by county. And, it has been that that really caught me unawares i really didn't imagine that we would have the issues that we're having right now uh so that was kind of a surprise uh with float nashville uh i think the biggest surprise to me back then and this was you know this was like five years ago when really there wasn't a lot of information out there uh Is the the cost, my utility cost, the upkeep cost, my cost per float, what I had originally thought it would be, what I projected it would be, my cost per float was much higher. And that shocked me and it scared me a little bit at first. And it was one of those things that made me panic and we didn't hire people as soon as we should have because I was a little bit panicked. But this time around, I feel so far my numbers are coming in and I'm hitting where I, I thought we'd be. Um, but we are having new services that I have not dealt with before. So
3: fingers crossed. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. No kidding. Hmm.
3: That utilities. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. utilities are yeah. always higher uh, yeah. than you're going to imagine. Good
0: one. Now I've got a whole, a whole bunch bubbling for me. Uh, one of them is simply, uh, that marketing takes more than I thought, but it sounds like I don't need to to bring that up yeah. to you necessarily. I think you get that and client retention, um, I think the other thing that i haven't really thought about in a long time was that i thought i was going to have a lot of money doing this and i thought the numbers looked so good on paper that we'd be opening our second float center and our third float center and like we were on the cutting edge i mean close enough i mean there was some intimidation that float on was was open and who knows what they're going to do they're they kind of felt like the big dogs in town and in the industry and uh, being so close in physical proximity, I, I felt some intimidation there. Um, but it still felt like we had an opportunity and that we we this is what we would be doing, is opening multiple locations. And uh, this just seemed to kind of quietly be in the back of my mind, even if I didn't really talk about it much. And uh, once we opened, I think a, a lot became clear. One was that there were way more outgoing costs than I ever anticipated. And, and the ones that we did think were there were higher than we uh, anticipated. Uh, and then the other part, well, I think it's multifaceted. Uh, one component of it was that um, it was an incredible amount of work that went into it. And I don't know that I wanted to do that again, uh, just to put in that amount of work. Um, but also, I think even more, well, and also in that vein, the industry wasn't... Um, crystallized yet like we were still learning like we couldn't open another float center like this one isn't running like a well, oil, well oiled machine it's not perfect yet and could we have and learned across two different spaces by all means but it um, it didn't feel perfect enough for me But the real thing, and I think the true bottom line realization I had was that that was a dream that I had that wasn't me. It it wasn't actually what I wanted. And it it was this idea that I thought I wanted. um, And I don't necessarily know where that came from. Maybe it's just the idea that we're in America, you go big. uh, That's just what you should be doing. You franchise, blah, blah, blah. That's just what you do with business. Uh, And then I realized that that isn't what i would enjoy and uh, i really enjoy talking with people and <laughs> i mean so obviously like there's the float center and then and it's developed at podcasting and consulting and those things i find way more fulfilling than i think i would by spinning up multiple float centers that being said i mean there is a part of me that still f- thinks about that and would find that uh like the, the And we've talked about this before, but the dream of like, what would we do differently now? If we could open float shop uh, number two, like, oh my God, just to show how we could do it now, knowing everything we know sounds, sounds pretty exciting. And to stretch and to flex uh, of of what we can do with our managerial skills and leadership and all of that to, to, to do a second float center would be exciting as well. So, wow, that was a longer winded answer than I anticipated. (laughs) We've got way over time. I'm sure that was cut from the show. (laughs) (laughs) Does that answer your question?
3: Yes, yes. Thank you guys.
0: Brian, what's your answer? <laughs>
3: don't you want a float center, Brian?
1: I, yeah. I know everyone thinks I run a float center. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Just a float
1: center related business. Uh. <laughs> um, I don't no, what, Brian? I don't know. One thing oh. I was thinking was was maybe maybe this isn't as, as big of a consideration for you, Dylan, but was laundry. One of those oh, yeah. things.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, just the, the physical vibrations were way more than we anticipated. I feel like people use the word proof, the, <laughs> the sound proof, the vibration proof, and there's, there's literally that's not true, right? Like that doesn't exist. Absolute zero doesn't exist. Um, and that was a tough discovery. And then, yeah, the amount of laundry, and now we do a service and laundry in another building.
3: Uh,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, That's that was a... I don't if a rude awakening, but like over time, just like oh god, I'm still folding laundry, <laughs> and uh, they can feel it in the float tank upstairs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Good, good call, Brian. Good view from the outside, man. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, thank you so much for yep. being on the show this evening. I appreciate it so much. I feel like you brought so much to tonight's episode. Yes. I'm so humbled by Kim and Amy tonight. I just, um, mm-hmm. I feel like you're just, I'm just sitting in front of people who. Uh, are so business savvy and uh, so gosh darn intelligent. My goodness. I'm (laughs) humble tonight. Thank you, guys. Thanks for sharing everything. Uh, Oh, before we go, I want to uh, also give a shout out to Rise the Float Gathering going on April 21st and 22nd in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Amy and I are giving speeches there. And we're surrounded by some incredible other presenters. I'm, I'm a little intimidated, Amy. Are you yeah, intimidated? Yeah, I'm feeling it. I
2: think they posted the list in uh, Float Collective here in the last day. And I'm going, oh, my goodness. What was all I right. going to talk about again? I, think I'm I don't gonna know. To class I'm going to bring bit. fireworks and yeah. stuff. It's just going to be
0: loud and distracting. That's no, right. <laughs> it's- I'm gonna be like um uh, the Flaming Lips, like you can't play the instrument very well, but it's a show. It's a show. I don't anticipate that. Actually, that's that, will not be <laughs> that might situation. be a little
3: too much pressure. <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously. But but some of the uh, flute luminaries will be uh, Dr. Justin Feinstein. What a what a great get to to get there and uh, give a presentation. He's also very personable, so you can have. Chats with him during the event as well. I hate to say that he, for him that he, uh, you can talk with him, but just my experience with him is that he's a very friendly gentleman. Um, speaking of friendly people, Lee and Glenn Perry will also be there as well. Graham and Ash Khan are going to be there. We talked about Chris. Chris and his wife Donna are going to be giving a presentation as well. Everybody's friend Stephen Johnson is going to be there. Kevin Johnson, Carol Johnson. It's it's going to be quite the crew there. So. Um, not only if you're running a float center or interested in running a float center, if you're a float enthusiast as well, this is a great place to be. So I'm so gosh, darn excited about it. It's also very reasonably priced. It's $275 for all weekend. Uh, they are doing additional uh, training there as well, limited space, but uh, go to risefloatgathering.com If you're interested to check it out, uh, this is their second time out and uh Considering what they did the first time, I cannot wait for the second one. It was beautiful last time. It was a real experience. It was a real treat. And I'm excited to be there again. And uh Amy, Brian, and I will all be going out there. Oh, I should also mention, uh, we'll also be giving a uh round table or hosting a round table uh as well. We'll be putting that up on the podcast. So if you're not able to make it, look forward to that. But uh yeah, Brian will be doing all that legwork while we're out there. So thanks, Brian. Mm-hmm. And Kim, were you saying that you're going to be there as well? I'll be
3: there. I'm obviously not speaking, yes. but I'll be there. Yeah. Yay.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> all. Kim gave me a present. on opening Kim. a float How
3: to never <laughs> open your float sender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what to do instead.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. And that, that's one of the great things, the people, you know, in float collective or the people who write your show notes, <laughs> you get to actually meet them in person yeah. and give them a hug. So there's, there's really nothing like these, these events. So, Again, April 21st and 22nd. Put it on your calendar. We'll see you there. Uh, RiseFloatGathering.com is where you want to go. Again, Kim, thank you so much for being here. I don't know what writing the show notes is going to be like for you, but oh, I'm going to be going through that with a fine tooth comb yes. if it's like <laughs> Queen Kim had the brilliant idea of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm putting I might it in. Trim some I'm of putting that. it in. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, for all of our supporters on patreon thank you so much thank you thank you thank you it really helps put wind in our sails we appreciate it Uh, we are available for consulting if you do want us looking at your blueprints uh, helping you design your marketing beforehand or even helping out with an sba loan amy (laughs) uh, we can do that for you we've got an awesome team gloria morris joined our team of consulting as well so uh, it's pretty fun these days and we can uh, all work as a team to make sure that your business thrives uh, as you open which is kind of the idea tonight right uh, for everybody who's supporting us on Amazon, that's on the right side of our webpage. Thanks, guys. Uh, bookmarking that means anytime you do any shopping, just a few few little Amazon coins <clears throat> come our way, and some someday they they add up to a couple credits for us, and we really appreciate that. That helps us buy audio equipment and gear to help us sound better. So thank you guys for that. Uh, should I keep talking about the speak pipes? We haven't gotten any. <laughs> it's making me sad. I, I don't know. know.
1: <laughs> we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Bias speak pipe.
0: Uh, we love hearing your voices. Yeah. That's that's why we have the speak pipe. It's not just like a, a tweet or an email, but uh, being able to actually hear you. What we what we're looking for are your wins, uh, celebrating your actual grand opening, the lessons you've learned. We'd love to hear from you guys. Maybe someday we'll get one of those in here. Fingers crossed. Uh, fingers crossed. We'll keep talking about it. <laughs> All right and uh, oh boy this is meta and thank you Kim for taking our show notes
3: (laughs) (laughs) my pleasure Uh, my pleasure uh,
0: whoa what okay (laughs) remember everybody there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing so please spend some time there we'll see you next week